Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Dr. Victorious, here for another episode of Be Victorious. You all know who I am. This is Dr. Victorious, also known as Dr. Tori. We are streaming, you guys, finally. Yay! Our podcast is streaming on platforms. You all can find us. You can find me on social media, of course, as Dr. Victorious. If not, it's Be Victorious, so Dr. Tori Williams. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm on Instagram, of course, as Dr. Victorious, and you all know me. Please subscribe to our YouTube for our podcast. This guest that I have here, I'm very excited because she's been supporting me even before I started doing my research and things on Adverse Childhood Experiences. We actually work together. This is one of my former colleagues, um, but not just somebody we work with. We shared a classroom together. So she knows me. She knows about my passion about ACEs. But what I didn't know, this is actually going to be my first time hearing her story. So it's an extreme pleasure to introduce Miss Fields to some people, but to me and to everybody else, it's Helena. Welcome, Helena, to Be Victorious. Thank you. Such a warm welcome. This is amazing because you're always been awesome to me and you've always supported me. And so what's interesting is you have. We've had discussions about a lot and I, I, it's hard to expect the support, especially with your colleagues, because colleagues are going to do it, but you really support. And I actually saw that you've, you've stepped out and, and done a lot for yourself and advocated for yourself on a lot of things. So that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you being here. So thank you so much for volunteering. I got Miss Fields to come on this podcast, baby, because everybody knows Miss Field is a silent killer. She can educate you, but she's very timid and she's quiet. So thank you again so much for coming on this podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, so introduce yourself to the audience. All right. So like Dr. Williams already said, <laughs> um, I am a special education teacher. I've been in education for the past hmm, 13 years. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the reasons why she brought me on to talk about ACEs is because I've had lupus since I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I know we'll get more into this later, but there has been a link found between ACEs and health and chronic illnesses. Mm -hmm. um so I thought that that was very interesting to share which is why I wanted to come on your podcast and that's so I'm really I so much. really grateful that you have this opportunity thank you it's been such demand so many people have have been asking me to do it now you see me in the classroom you see me work you know what I do however this is a little different because I'm actually emphasizing on it because it's out there and people really don't know. We have had things and we've had discussions in school, but honestly, they are not really acting on it like they should. And so from an educational perspective, that's one thing, but also I was aware of your lupus. I was aware of things and ACEs is linked to a lot. The correlation is real. So again, I thank you for coming 
on this podcast, not only, like I said, as a colleague, but as someone that actually has lupus and is willing to share her story and the correlation between lupus and adverse childhood experiences. So thank you again. Thank you. Okay. So you told me about yourself and that was great. How did you learn about ACEs? I actually learned about ACEs at a professional development. Um, it was about trauma-informed practices. Mm-hmm. And the presenter had everyone who was there take the ACEs quiz. It sure did. Um, and it was very eye-opening for a lot of us. Um, and then they talked a little bit about you know, the way it manifests in the classroom. But then it also got me to thinking about my own experiences and how I've seen, you know, the trauma experiences that I had play out in my life today. Interesting. It it was just very, it was like a big revelation for me. An eye opener. Yeah. It was for me too. Mm -hmm. So will you mind sharing your ACEs score? Right. So my score was a six out of 10. Okay. And, and you're well aware that that's not like on a grading level, right? Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> People are like six. Oh my God. No, 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 no. And you're going to go into further details with us. But when there's something important, I'll, I'll let them know that that's the reason why your, your ACE is a six because of these mm-hmm. things that we discuss in the podcast. So, so are you aware of the ACEs categories? I'm not aware of the categories, no. Okay, and that's fine because you said you took the test and that's fine. There are three categories. So the first category is physical, emotional, and mental abuse. Mm-hmm. And the second category is physical, emotional, and mental neglect. And then that third category is household dysfunction. So you have um, incarceration of family members. You have divorce or separation. You have mother, um, witnessing mother or father uh, with violence, um, community violence, but then there's the expanded ACEs. That was in 1998. They've expanded it, and then the expanded ACEs isn't even included, but like where we worked, that community violence, you know, every day with someone passing away, that impact, that's ACEs. So there's that expanded ACEs that does that racism, terrorism, bullying, cyberbullying, the things that are not on there. So you might believe that you have a six and this is huge, but once you add all those components together, that's what makes it a number. So really the ACEs exam is just an ACEs awareness. It's a way for people to become aware that ACEs is real and it's out there. Mm-hmm. So you have a six. Congratulations. You joined everybody else that has ACEs. <laughs> everybody. They just haven't taken the exam yet. So that's what that is. So I had to take the time out to let you know. Okay. Um, what category do you fit in? Um, honestly, it could be a little bit of each. Okay. Um, just thinking about, you know, past experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't physically abused. Mm-hmm. But my mother was very emotional and verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Aces. Sorry if I get emotional. It's okay. Um, yeah. And I also felt like I was neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned this later on in life, probably like within the last five years, where um, I took a quiz of the different love languages. Mm-hmm. And 
I realized that my love language is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, But that isn't how my mother showed love. Like she would show us love by buying us things. Mm -hmm. And that just never had any effect on me because I didn't care about things. Um, I needed her to say, I'm sorry, or I love you. And I never heard those things from her. And that affected me in a lot of ways. And I'm sorry to hear that. Let's dig right on in because we're going to get past all that. You have lupus. Tell the viewers what lupus is Mm -hmm. and let us know when you got it and all of that. Okay. So lupus is an autoimmune disease. Um, It can affect any part of your body. Um, For instance, I've had lupus attack my lungs, um, my heart, skin, um, pretty much I've had pretty much every organ involvement. Um, And it can just happen at any time, but it's usually induced by stress, um, environmental factors, or just eating a lot of the wrong things. Um, But they say that there could be a family history link. Mm -hmm. However, I don't know anyone in my family who has lupus. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So before we came on, you guys, I have to say, she was in the dark. A lot of that to me, uh, working with Miss um, Fields, is that's that's what she's used to. That's her environment for her health purposes. And so that's the reason why we had to adjust um, her lighting and things of that nature because she has lupus, you guys. So, you know, whereas we are in a different light because of everything that she's going on, she's used to her temperament. She's used to her environment. And so thank you for coming out and showing us your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other oh. thing. Like, I have a really bad sensitivity to light and the sun. So, yeah, I have to keep my environment pretty um dim. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I just wanted to bring that up, you guys, because, again, these are people don't realize that adverse childhood experiences, ACEs are real, but it's linked to something. So when did you discover the link to ACEs and lupus? Um, I actually started thinking about it when I was in that professional development, Um, because like I said before, I started having signs of lupus when I was 11, Mm -hmm. although it wasn't officially diagnosed until I was 16. Yeah, (laughs) but um, so when I was in the professional development and she was talking about how, you know, that um, it can manifest as a chronic illness. I started thinking about things that were going on in my life at around that time. And during that time, you know, between I say age seven through age <laughs> um, 15, 16, my home life was very chaotic. Um, I, have, I grew up in a single parent household. It was just me, my mom and my older sister. She's actually 10 years older than me but they had a very tumultuous relationship. So they were always fighting, always cursing each other out. And for me, I was always a very sensitive child. So I spent a lot of time in my room just crying, just wishing they would stop and just, you know, wishing they praying things would be different. Um, And I think that stress, you know, potentially brought on 
this, this illness. Um, and you know how, as a child, you'll tell your parents, you know, especially in a black household, I don't feel well, you know, oh. this is happening. And they're like, girl, take an aspirin, you'll be all right. <laughs> but I knew that there was something else wrong. Um, so when I finally got my mom to take me to the doctor, um, and that was only after uh, one of the signs of lupus is a butterfly rash being on your face mm-hmm. across your nose. Mm-hmm. So once that appears, she's like, oh, okay, this is something I can see. I'll take you to the doctor. But prior to that, you know, I had all these joint pains. I had difficulty sleeping, um, you know, stuff that's just not normal for an 11 year old. Wait a minute. So you're <laughs> telling me at the age of 11, Mm-hmm. that the stress impacted you that much to where you had lupus, but they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And the symptoms were there. Mm-hmm. At the age of 11, 12, you were losing sleep. You were, are you serious? Mm-hmm. 11? Yeah, but you also have to think about this was pre-internet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is Pre-Google. <laughs> So when you went to the hospital and found out that you had lupus, mm-hmm. what happened? I mean, I was clueless. Like, what is this? How did I get this? And then my mother's looking at me crazy. Like, are you having sex? Like, is this where this came from? And I'm <laughs> like, no. But it was just like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand how it could affect me. And then I honestly, it took maybe until my early 20s mm-hmm. for me to actually wrap my mind around what this was and fully understand it. Like I was in denial. Um, I didn't want to take the medication. I didn't like the way it made me feel. Um, and then back then, the only medication they really gave you was steroids, which mm-hmm. if you know anything about steroids, you know, they have horrible side effects, a lot of weight gain. And you can't be a preteen gaining a lot of weight. <laughs> so it was just, I think the diagnosis made things even more stressful. <laughs> so what were your, so single parent household, mm-hmm. just mom, big sister, what were their reactions and responses? Um, Really my mom, she just, couldn't wrap her mind about what this was. Um, She had more questions than answers. Um, And I think that frustrated both of us because, you know, she's my mom. I'm looking to her to answer questions and she doesn't know. And the doctors really didn't know either because, you know, it manifests in everybody differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just a horrible time. And during the early years of me first being diagnosed, I was sick a lot more often. So I was in and out the hospital. Um, And honestly, when I was in the hospital, she would just drive me crazy with the doctors coming in and um, they would be asking all these questions and um, the doctors asking the same questions over and over again. And it it was just driving me nuts. And then she was there and we didn't have the greatest relationship at that time. So it it seemed like I wasn't getting better in the hospital because I was stressed out in the hospital. 
you know so oh, here it is <laughs> are you ready you know you have aces mm-hmm. your aces not only came from stress and the fact that you grew up in a single mom household you all didn't get along you have this autoimmune deficiency that has taken over your life mm-hmm. that's aces mm-hmm. that's your aces mm-hmm. that's interesting because here it is I just sent this information to a young man about it he's been on me ever since I swear he just posted and I can't wait to send this to him because he is gung-ho about this now he's actually going to school to get his doctor degree he's he's team Dr. Tori we met on on um Instagram too but mm-hmm. here's the story here's an example right here he he is the Hashimoto guru on Instagram, but I have information to him. And here is an example of someone with an autoimmune deficiency and the correlation to ACEs. Mm -hmm. Because that itself, going into the hospital, um, dealing with your parent, dealing with this, all of those are symptoms of adverse childhood experiences. And people also need to understand it's it's not a bad thing at all. It's Mm -hmm. experiences. Imagine having these experiences at the at the age of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. What would you do when you have to go to the hospital or your stress levels increasing, you're in trouble? So my heart goes out to you because I really didn't know this. And this is your first time telling me this story. <laughs> so, yes. I think so, this is my first time sharing a story with anyone. Yes. <laughs> and so thank you again, because like I said, I, you trust me enough to share your story. And I think that's where it needs to go with everybody. I'm not doing this for numbers. I'm doing this to really educate people so they can know that not only are ACEs real, but it is a correlation. There, there are people, we have to have this table with this discussion at the dining room table. We need to have this discussion in classrooms. We need to have this discussion with our colleagues because now that you know, tell me what you've done. Um, well, I went to therapy, <laughs> which helped a lot. Um, I credit therapy for me being able to have a relationship now with my mother a healthy relationship with her Mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot of healing that had to take place for that to happen and for me able to trust my own child with her Um, yeah Um, a lot of prayer (laughs) Um, definitely my relationship with God Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't know where I would be or if I would even be able to do the things that I do Mm -hmm. um, in my condition um, I know we talked about the lupus, but due to the lupus, I'm also, I also have end-stage renal disease. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about so, that. So I am waiting, I'm on a kidney transplant list. I'm just, it's just a waiting game. Okay. Um, but yeah, so normally um, a lot of people I know who have end-stage renal disease aren't able to work. Um, I'm still working full-time. Um, still able to live alone, still, you know, getting around. <laughs> um, I rest when my body tells me to rest, but I'm still able to do a lot of the things that um, I enjoy doing in spite of dialysis and everything else. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. And you're, you have favor. You have favor over your life. Now, I will, I will say this. 
you have been advocating for lupus as well. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. I think what's interesting is I've watched you blossom and I've watched you grow. And so as soon as I saw it, I was like, what? (laughs) What? So tell me more about what you do for um, the Lupus Foundation. Um, So I actually work with the Lupus Society of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, Every year we do a lupus walk. Um, I'm in one of the lupus support groups um, and we have activities through the support group. Um, I also work with Lupus Research Alliance. Um, So I've done some lobbying of the congressmen or congress people (laughs) to Mm -hmm. get more um, funding for research. Um, I also um, advocate through um, my own handles, all things lupus, um, just basically talking to other people via social media about, you know, current research on treatments and just trying to find um, different support groups for people and leading people to, you know, just different avenues of support. So how important is the conversation of ACEs? Um, I think the conversation is very important, especially, you know, with the link to different illnesses. And also, I just found out about a link, not necessarily a link, but with a lot of children, especially boys being diagnosed with ADHD, when actually they just have, you know, a previous trauma that wasn't addressed. Um, So it's very important to address these things um, so that people can get better. Because that is the only way. Um, like I would recommend therapy for everyone. <laughs> Amen. And, and not saying that you have to sit on a couch. There could therapy could be, you know, art. Therapy mm-hmm. could be, you know, you know, I I did student activities. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. made sure that every student was involved in something. Mm-hmm. Find your niche. Find what you like because aces are real. But that ADHD link, watch that. <laughs> That's, that's going to be somebody else that want to join the podcast after they see this and say, I knew it was. <laughs> you have to understand that adverse childhood experiences is not me just having a discussion. I don't want likes. I don't want anything. I want to continue to educate people on this topic because it's linked to so much. And here you are linking it as a personal testimony to lupus because it's there. And people have to understand that it's not sitting on the cdc.gov website for nothing at all. The same website that COVID-19, it's the same website. Mm-hmm. You go to cdc.gov, put in ACEs, a plethora of ACEs information is going to come up because it's that serious. It's a pandemic that should have been addressed in 1998, just like COVID-19 should have been addressed in 2019, but yet we're still here. And right. then the ADHD linkage, let's keep in mind, remember kids were out of school for two years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now schools are out of control because we're trying to get a, a grip of our kids. We, we're giving them 504s. We're giving them IEPs. That's our special education talk. People mm-hmm. don't think we really, we, we work with these kids every day. ACEs are real, you guys. And that link to ADHD is so real. Mm-hmm. What can we say? What we can do. So th- that was going to be <laughs> my next question. If you could add anything to the ACEs categories, what would you add and why? Um, so one of the things that we learned in the professional development were things to help 
with ACES. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, therapy, but also finding something that you love, mm -hmm. finding people who can support you, um, being, being a support system to others and talking about these things so that, you know, people aren't just bottling it all up and hoping that it'll get better or turning to um, things that aren't good for them like drugs and alcohol. So I think that the more we um, talk about it, the better it will be for everyone. And I agree. I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. <laughs> I, I, I am so happy that you're here. I'm, I'm happy that here's a, again, an example, you guys, of Helena has lupus. She found out when she was 11, she's been going through this, not only just this, but she talked about the stress. She talked about her ACE score. She talked about so much to where if you see this, you understand and know that there is a linkage. It's references, it's information out there with autoimmune deficiencies and adverse childhood experiences. So I thank you for taking time out of your schedule to speak to me. I miss you so much. Um, Thank you for joining the ACEs movement. Thank you for continuing to advocate for not just lupus, but sharing when we have information and things like that. And I thank you for just coming on our podcast. Thank you so much. Tell us where me. they can find you. Where can they find you on social media? On social media, you can find me at I am Helena Fields. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, and that's pretty much it. Because I can guarantee you here, and I will say it on this podcast, somebody's going to come to you and have more questions about lupus. Mm -hmm. We yes. need more people, especially African-American women, to advocate for things that we really don't know about. You went and did your research. You did what you had to do. So thank you so much for not only advocating for lupus, but being an educator, for being in the field, for dealing with special education, because we see it every day. Yes. <laughs> Well, again, you guys, thank you so much. I'm Tori Williams. You can find us everywhere. I am Dr. Victorious on social media. I have social media groups. We're streaming now, so we're doing big. And a special shout out to my producer, Marv, for taking time out of his schedule to be with us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.